Hi, I'm Christelle, founder and creator of She Financial Coaching. This is an initiative I've put together to bring a positive in financial awareness to everyday subjects that just aren't discussed enough. I want to normalize real financial challenges that happen in everyday life. I'm bringing you my 16 years working in corporate finance and putting all of my experience together to create realistic programs to lead, motivate and inspire women of all financial backgrounds. If you're ready to learn some financial life skills and create a healthy relationship with money, you're in the right place. Thank you so much for stopping by. Let's go see what our topic of conversation is today. Hello, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. Or if it's your first time, welcome to She Financial Coaching. I have created a financial Q&A specifically because I do get asked a lot of questions because financial coaching is not something that is quite common. It's becoming more common, especially through the season that we've just gone through of 2020. But uh, a lot of people do have questions about what is financial coaching? What can you expect? And they become intrigued and, and I'm completely okay with that. And if you've worked with me professionally or know me personally, when it comes to financial related subjects, I'm always up for discussion. So the chances are if these questions are being asked quite regularly or just the scenario of the question is being discussed, maybe in one of my workshops, that other people may be thinking it, but not asking the question. So with that, I correlated some questions through Instagram, through my email, when I have a general inquiry that may come through, or a lot of the scenarios are discussed in my workshops and group sessions. Let's jump straight in. And the first question is a real common one I get, and it's, do you only coach women? I understand why this question is asked because she financial coaching really does just focus towards women and a lot of what I publicize is to support women and be that that lead and that support, that motivator for financial wellness and to empower women that we can make a difference and that financial empowerment, financial confidence comes from within. And being that I'm a solo mummy and I've walked a lot of those challenges, clearly I can relate to women. Uh, I am a woman and but do I only coach women? No, I have a program that it's one of my favorite and it's my kids and queens program. And 2021 is the year I'm going to have that program talked about a lot more, promoted a lot more. And I'm working actively with schoolization officers to have it included in our education system, especially for our primary school age, because a lot of kids don't understand why mum and dad have to work so hard or why did they have a pool and I don't and I don't get canteen money. And, and I talk about this in a child-friendly way where they're understanding why mum and dad have to work or if there is a solo income household or a single parent household, I normalize these particular subjects so that they can understand why mum or dad have to work so hard. So no, I don't only work with women, but it's absolutely, yes, women are my niche audience. The next question I have is, I want to start a money journey, but have no idea. And I am in a lot of debt. Where's a good place to start? Well, this question, actually, uh, you, you've answered within the part of that. And that's you've mentioned that you have a lot of debt. So when you want to create a path that's more healthy with your, your finances, if you do have a lot of debt, 
that you need to create your journey with, then that's a really good place to start understanding how much debt are you in? Where does your debt lay? Are they with creditors that are the lenders or they're in recoveries or acquisitions? And what's the the total debt balance? And are you able to make some sustainable payments? So understanding your debt is definitely the number one place where you would want to look at creating your money journey. And, and I have a program, Money Movements, that really really digs into that understanding your financial position. And if you do have a lot of debt, I would also recommend my communication with creditors program, which just talks about a lot of empowerment when we're dealing with creditors or talking to the banks and we've had a change in our financial position that doesn't allow us to manage our debt like we once may have. So definitely to start with, understanding how much debt and where your debt lays is a good position. Where to start and then where to go is create some realistic financial goals for yourself and how to tackle that debt. The next question is, I am a teen mom and I live week to week. How can I make my money go further? So this was a question that was raised in my Young Mummies and Money program. And I absolutely adore this program because Young mummies are just amazing. You know, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, you're only 16 and you have a child, but gosh, they're hardworking and they want to learn and and they really learn quickly and they've had to grow up quickly. So I take my hat off to my young mummies. However, it is a really common question that if you're a teen mum or a young mum and you've, you've got one or more children is how can I make my income go further? And the way that I always try to, to look at this solution is understanding what are your spending habits, understanding what your boundaries are. So how much are you going to spend on groceries? If you have me money, which is your negotiable expending habits, where can you create some healthy boundaries without, you know, allowing yourself to have too many limitations because we need to spend freely as well to be able to, to have a positive financial wellness. If you want to go and have takeaway with the kids, you should be able to do so. But understanding your income and your outgoing movements is really key to be able to how to maximize your income. If, if you're in a standard income and that income is not set to change, whether it's a, uh, from a, a job that you work and you have a standard salary or maybe you're on um, a government incentive and you know that that's how much you get each and every fortnight, irrespective, an income is an income. And if your income remains the same week to week or fortnight to fortnight, whatever the, the frequency may be, and you know it's not going to change, then maximizing it can be a challenge. So what you need to look at is the perspective of spending your expenses. What are the negotiables that you can move around in order to be, a, be able to create some realistic and healthy boundaries? My husband had a workplace injury and financially we just haven't been able to recover That's a really challenging one, by the way, when something happens unexpectedly, totally understand. It's putting a lot of stress on our marriage. Any options of what we consider with an unexpected injury and just not able to financially get back to where we once were? There's a couple of parts of this question and and a lot of the questions I'm going to be discussing today, some of them might be quite sensitive. So just a little bit of a disclaimer there. Um, However, when you have a regular income and it could be a very affluent income. You know that that's a substantial amount of of income and all of a sudden it's taken away. It it does have to then go back and have a look at where are your primary expenses and, and what is your now source of income? Have you gone from a salary to a government incentive? 
Are you uh, is the particular person on a workers' compensation? There's a lot more behind the scenes in this question, so it would be quite difficult for me to give some specific um, content and awareness about how to handle such a position because, again, I, I'm not really aware of if this particular person is going through workers' compensation, if they're on light duties and getting a prorated amount, I'm really not aware of um, the behind the scenes. And again, I will just give a quick disclaimer again that some of these questions are raised in my workshops. So these could be going back as far as a year and I will never answer a question with specific content to my client. So a lot of these questions I'd like to answer in a general sense, okay? But when you have an unexpected injury and it does, impact the income it's all about having a look at is it short term or long term and if that is to be the case where it's going to be more long term then having a look at financial hardship opportunities with your creditors is an amazing place to start because every creditor will have its own financial hardship process and the opportunities that might just become available to you or your husband whichever or both of you or with your within your financial environment itself the best way that you can tackle a lot of those expenses is to have that conversation. And that can be the hardest step, but it also can be the most empowering because it gives you solutions and it gives you options. If you find that it's still quite overwhelming and you mentioned it's causing some stress on your marriage, then I definitely would suggest to reach out to some individual advice, whether it be marriage counseling or financial counseling itself. I get paid and my money seems like it's gone within the day it came. Oh, this is a common question. This is a really common question. I often feel really overwhelmed most days because I know as quickly as I get paid, it goes and I don't even want to look at my bank account. Yep, this is definitely a common question that comes through. And and a lot of the times when I am working with clients and and I'll say to them, okay, so what does payday mean for you? And a lot of them will, will give me the answer. Well, it means that I pay my bills, but how, how long does payday last you? And some of them will say one day, some of them will say a week, somebody will say I live week to week and other people will say, I don't know, it's different every single pay cycle. And if to be the case, then money management is really a key area here. Understanding how to manage your money, not just your money movements, and that's where your in and outgoing expenses are, but actually the management of your money. Are you paying things in cash? Do you have electronic bank accounts? How many bank accounts do you have? This is a question that really is a an entry level of your financial journey. You need to uncover the financial wellness side of it. So deal with those emotions and those triggers. And then also identifying what do you want out of your financial journey? Do you want to create some realistic goals? Do you want to extend your your income to make your payday go further? Do you, do you know what your money and spending habits are? There's a lot of behind the scenes and financial coaching is a great tool to invest in to be able to understand a lot of those. So um If you're in a similar situation where you are finding that you live payday to payday or week to week and there's not a lot of money for a rainy day or or savings or unexpected expenses, I absolutely encourage to reach out for some financial coaching to be able to create some more sustainable money movements and money management opportunities. Uh, Last year, I walked away from an abusive relationship, but it left me with a lot of debt. Is bankruptcy an option? 
This is a really sensitive question. And firstly, if you are in a similar situation or may have walked a similar path or you have just left an an unhealthy relationship, I'd like to just commend you for being able to be strong enough to make some different choices and create a new path for yourself. So well done in being able to identify that you want something different. And you know what? When we do walk away from a relationship, whether it's unhealthy or whether it's just a relationship that was a long-term relationship for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. But having joint debt is a really difficult challenge because you, you've walked away from the relationship, but you actually still have those memories because you're still paying for something and you're not even with that person. So I connect really, really closely with this question. But a lot of the time when we are talking specifically about financial abuse or domestic violence itself within the household, A lot of my clients, I encourage them to get some specific financial advice, especially if you're considering bankruptcy. As a financial coach, my go-to is the solution. What is the solution that is best for you and your financial environment? What is the solution that's going to allow you to feel some respite from whatever anxiety that you're feeling? At the same time, bankruptcy has a lot of consequences attached to it. So anybody that is considering bankruptcy, I would invest in getting some financial counseling to actually see whether or not it is a path for you. I do have learn-as-you-go topics and I do workshops that are specific financial subjects. Bankruptcy is a common one that I do talk about. And what I find is that a lot of people who attend or ask about this specific subject are considering it. And then when they go through the subject itself and they learn about the, the terms, the conditions, the consequences and your money and how it's invested with a trustee and that you're annually having to check in and provide statements and income earnings and there's you know, potential garnishes that can go through with with earning capacity. A lot of it just seems as overwhelming as the original debt itself. So again, a solution is always is what's best for you and your financial environment or in a sensitive question such as this, seek financial counseling about your specific situation because there might be a little bit more to it than just the financial side that you may be able to get some assistance with in counseling in other areas. But again, if you are in this particular subject of of an unhealthy relationship and you have acquired debt that is is co-borrowed between you and the other person or maybe you've taken on debt because of the relationship you were in, Yes, it is a very overwhelming position. Yes, when you leave that relationship, you feel a sense of empowerment because you've started a new journey, but you've got that reminder. There are solutions, but again, it's what is best for you. But I'd also like to just give some discretion about um, domestic abuse and financial abuse and that they are real. Financial abuse is something that is discussed a lot more frequently. And even just on the news, on the television, you you hear about it and it's something that is promoted a lot. And if you feel that you are unfortunately a victim of that, go and reach out to the National Debt Helpline. The National Debt Helpline is a government incentive that will listen to yourself and and the position you're in and they will be able to point you in the direction of a non-for-profit organization in your local area to have some one-on-one counseling sessions, whether it's through financial counseling or referral to other mental opportunities for mental health, mental awareness, et cetera, et cetera. 
I'm wanting to move out of home, but I'm not sure if I can afford it. Is there a way that you know that it's the right time? I feel this question has answered itself. And that is that if you want to move out of home, but you're not sure you can afford it until you know that you financially in a position that you can start seeking opportunities to, to pay rent and the utilities and, and those ongoing expenses that come every week or every month, when you know that you are financially in a position that you can commit to those particular expenses, then that would be the time that you know that it could be an opportunity to move out. But if you're still in two minds, that in itself really answers the question. And I I do have Money Movers as one of my programs where that's for uh, people that are moving out of home for the first time or may have just finished high school or university and want to be versed on what is it like going into this big wide world of finance and, and these responsibilities that one never may have had before. And, and what am I in for, Christelle? It's one of the biggest questions that I get asked. So again, if you're not sure, then you're most likely not ready. COVID changed my entire financial position. I've always been really good with money, but now I'm just simply lost. How do I get back on track? Again, this is a really common question, especially in the times within the last 12 months, because yeah, it doesn't matter how amazing you are with your money management or how aware of your money movements you are and and that you may be up to date with certain expenses and always pay your bills on time. Something unexpected can happen and things can change in an instant. And a lot of those are high income earners. A lot of people had to take a pay cut. A lot of people lost salaries because in order to keep their jobs, they had to take a pay cut. And then unfortunately, some people entirely lost their jobs and went on to job keeper or job seeker. And the amount and the difference in pay was was quite astronomical of what their normal income would actually look like. So yes, it is very discouraging, but in order to be able to put some normality on this particular subject, as that is to acknowledge that it's happened, it was out of your control. You didn't make it happen. And it's something that was really unfortunate that many, many people have gone through and are still going through. And there's a lot of respite for rent or mortgage, or if you have a secured loan, there's a lot of options where you have expenses through creditors that you can seek adjustments or financial hardship or moratoriums or ask them, what is your COVID response and how can you help me? A lot of getting that empowerment back is to actually talk about it and acknowledge that this was not my fault. This happened and it was unexpected. And you know what? I'm now learning because I feel like I'm starting again and I actually am. So direct me and allow your creditor to see your vulnerability. Allow them to see that you care. You're not wanting to throw your hands in the air, but it's something that is out of your control, but you're willing to work with them in the best sustainable way that you can. And I believe that a lot of people are in this position and this question may resonate with many people listening to this podcast. And again, acknowledging that it's absolutely not your fault and that things happen unexpectedly. And that as adults, we have learned that what is usually in our control that we're not always 100% in control of. Okay. This one, again, I'll wrap it up soon. Just be mindful of time, but um, maybe two more. And this one is, what exactly is financial coaching? And this is something that is asked quite commonly on my Instagram when I'll put a post up or I'll put an, an advertisement for a new program that I may have, or even just a podcast promo. A lot of people say, what's financial coaching, Christelle? And if you're a financial coach, 
or you're within the financial industry itself, then you're going to have your own answer to this. So specifically to she financial coaching, I like to answer this question of just being a support, being able to create a platform that brings awareness to financially focused subjects. In my specific platform, when I'm working one-on-one with a client, I'm going in their financial space and we tailor a program specifically to what they're looking for. So whether it's financial wellness, whether it's to be able to look at setting realistic goals, to be able to manage their finances better, to be able to have some confidence with their creditors or debt management, whatever it may be, we go through their financial position and then the content is facilitated that actually meets what they're looking for in a range of financially focused subjects. I also have group sessions that I do and learn as you go. So learn as you go, I don't delve into their personable space of their financial environment. It's specifically the the, the subject itself. And a lot of people are interested in learn as you go because they might be familiar with their financial journey. They may already be on it, but they've come to a roadblock and they just want to know about that specific roadblock and opportunities of solutions that, that might be best for them. And financial coaching is not about soliciting advice and telling somebody what to do with their money. It's not about taking control of their money and their choices. It's actually about empowering them to give them the content that they understand that they can digest that meets what what their position is then creating their own choices that that really resonates to them. And that empowerment then creates the confidence and it just becomes fluent thereafter. Because when you are engaged, I always say this, when we're engaged, we retain. When we're interested, we learn. So when we're engaged and and I'm working with my clients one-on-one, we're talking everything that's specific to their financial space. And financial coaching, again, it's about financial awareness and, and financially focused subjects opposed to specific money management and taking control of a client's finances and creating choices for them. It's not about that. It's creating the content for them to empower themselves to make their own financial decisions. This one is, it's not a question, but can you talk a little bit about cash envelopes or electronic banking? And this this is a really common question that I do get, because if you were to look up, you know, starting a financial journey or budgeting system, whatever it may be, when you when you put something into Google or YouTube, cash envelopes is one of the first things that comes up. And that's because it's been around for many, many years. I guarantee that your grandparents and even their parents would have participated in this in some type of way. I know for a fact that my grandmother used to keep money in a sock in her top drawer. And I know that my mom also, she taught financial awareness to myself and my sister with regards to using cash envelopes. And and back then in those days, I'm going back 20 years ago or more, that we didn't have the electronic banking. We didn't have a lot of the itemization that you have now to just freely be able to go on and look at your online bank account and know what you spent that day. You'd actually have to go into the bank and show your ID of those particular sort of things to be able to understand when am I getting paid next? And has my money gone into my account? We didn't even have phone banking 20 years ago. So we've really come a long way. But a lot of the methods that are within the cash envelope, I actually love that. And I think that the merit of it is amazing. And I do facilitate it quite regularly in my Young Mummies program. And and that is to be able to really be hands-on with your money and know, okay, this is how much has come in. And I'm putting it in certain envelopes that are categorized and I'm not going to touch those envelopes 
envelopes. It creates boundaries and discipline and you know exactly what's going in where. And if you need to actually pull money, you know exactly where you're pulling money from. I am in the process of actually looking at manufacturing some cash envelope methods and they would be binders and journals. I do use this method in my group facilitation, but I have had some people ask if they can purchase them. And I am in the process of talking about how to do some bulk manufacturing of those. So if you're interested, please feel free to reach out. Now, electronic banking, it's exactly as it sounds and, and like I just touched base on, and that is, is that you have live access to your bank account. You can log in, you can see what you've spent, you can see what your account balances are. When your next payments are due, you literally have 24-7 access to manage your own expenses and income and just know what all of your, your money management is about. It's right there in front of you. A lot of people... Um, that I work with, I will ask a question and say, well, how many bank accounts do you have? And multiple people say, well, I've only got one bank account, Christelle. And it's one of the key areas that we work on because to be able to create some fluency and some boundaries to have one bank account becomes challenging to manage because when you've got your negotiable versus your non-negotiable expenses, if you only have one bank account, then things are coming in and out and fees and charges are being done and, and then things become unaccountable for. And it's something that electronic banking system is amazing. But if you're on a money journey, there's a specific way of how to electronically manage like, for example, having three bank accounts, one for income, one for negotiable expenses and one for non-negotiable expenses. So again, the cash envelope versus electronic banking, it's all about what your preference is really. Um, but again, both of them have merit for their own right. Now, I'm going to wrap it up there because I could continue going and going and going. But like I said, being mindful for time. And thank you so much for those who have sent in a question. And if I haven't answered the question on the podcast, please be rest assured that anybody who participated and has asked a question, I have actually reached out to them and I've answered that in a one-on-one -on -one forum. So again, thank you so much for supporting the She Financial Coaching platform, whether it's on Instagram or through my podcasting. I really appreciate that we are creating that financial awareness and, and getting the message out there that we need to normalize these everyday financial challenges and talk about these subjects that just aren't discussed enough. And as I say, and I will always maintain, who is she? She's you. This is actually, this is another question that I do get asked a lot because I do say my little slogan is, who is she? She's you. Because a lot of people will say, Christelle, who is she? And I always say, she's you because people think that she is me and it's not me at all. This is about empowering you. So who is she? She is you. Just before we wrap up, ladies, I want to give a gentle reminder that content discussed in the She Financial Coaching platform is intended for financial literacy and awareness purposes only. If content in my platform resonates with you in any way and you choose to bring that into your own financial environment, that it's your own choice in doing so, which is great because it shows that you're gaining financial confidence and that's exactly what this platform is about. However, if you are looking for individual or specific financial related advice or would like to know more about financial counselling services, I invite you to contact the Australian Debt Helpline on 1800 007 007.